Welcome back to a Mark's Madness Chuckalooter collaboration. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yay. Welcome I'm back. I need to. I've said it first. He <laughs> They came in. Uh, they came in and snaked my freaking thing. Welcome to Mark's Madness Pod. My name's Nathan. <laughs> my name's David. And you've already heard my name. And Shumani well, 2 right. already introduced themselves. So, yeah, so. we read books. How you doing? <laughs> um. <laughs> so, no, when you said hit the button, I had a recent conversation with Flatbat on Twitter. I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah. The, okay, yeah, yeah I know yes. I know you're talking about. Uh, but uh, uh, they mentioned Family Force 5, which is like this white rap pop group from maybe missouri i don't know somewhere down south <laughs> don't just maybe put georgia. that don't just put that don't just put that hate on us it might be georgia i don't know those are family what five family force five it's Good awful Lord. so when you said hit the hit the button i <laughs> i couldn't help but think about this super cringy music video of theirs called hit the cray button you know, like cray cray. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so everybody, take the time to go listen to that and hate your life. I mean, I mean, that's not a Mark's Madness endorsed recommendation. I'm just gonna say no, it right this now. This is sort of like the 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 Petra song I fucking <laughs> recommended. Uh, the We Are Strangers. Did you ever listen to that? No, because I don't even remember this. I, I I'm now very, uh, yeah, very, very it's like concerned. This dad rock song from fucking Ugh. the '70s from this band called Petra, where it's like <laughs> we are settlers. Oh, oh, oh good. Okay, okay, maybe don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. I say, the, you mean the white person anthem? Okay, good to know. <laughs> Almost, but I was using I, it in a in an ironic way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the I way, I terrible music recommendations only. <laughs> I, I did check that I had missed something horrible from Missouri because there are so many horrible things, but it's hard to miss them sometimes. Family Force Five is from Georgia, thank God. Okay, okay. <laughs> Woo! Well, nah, the southern just... accent, and I feel like Georgia and Missouri accents are similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. don't you say that to us? I don't know. I don't. I don't Falcons I don't know. fans, that's your fault. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe that's fine. I guess like when I think about it, it's usually football fans I talk to from the area. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Tracks. That's weird. I don't. <laughs> I I don't know, but I looked it up and I had to find out that they're nicknamed Fatty and Crouton. And oh I, yeah, that yeah. Oh, so they bad. all have terrible names. Back in the day, Crouton's brother, because <laughs> a bunch of them were brothers, uh, except a couple of them. Yeah, and. uh one was Soul Glow Activator. Oof. Oh. <laughs> oh. That sounds like a crappy foundation. Dude, it is so <laughs> cringe. Like, I think about it now. My dad dragged me to a Life Fest, which is like this Christian rock. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and like, yeah. literally at the same time, Rock Fest is going on. So like... And it's like over the hill, no joke. Oh, so, no. Like, you can hear good bands off in the distance. And I'm, I'm like, uh, Christian metal's okay. I think like a thousand foot crutch was like the only like band I wanted to see there when I was like ten, and I went to bed. And so <laughs> real hardcore, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, oh buddy. Awful. Well, despite, despite what our intros may lead you to believe, we are a uh, podcast that ostensibly is here to read books, but we're also so a we're podcast that... We're talking that aus- music today. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking music, and we're talking, as we want to do some uh, every time, most of the time, all the time. Uh, we're going to talk about current events a little bit before we kick off uh, the reading for this week. Uh, and for current events, as I am often do, I'm going to say something vague and then kick to David. David... Okay. Bad shit's happening in Peru. <laughs> Bad shit's happening in Peru. To our white correspondent in America. <laughs> Talking about Peru. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Like, no, I kicked this it does David, put a lot of David pressure. kicks the Sumani too. That's the order. That's the order. Okay, it's like hacky sack. <laughs> I, set, I set the ball. David spikes it over to Sumani too, and then Sumani too. I don't know. Hits it with a baseball bat. I was going to say, I think you missed we're the playing, analogy. I don't know what we're happened. Playing I, ball, it was, we're playing Calvin ball. We're playing Calvin ball. It was fine at hacky sack. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, See, like one of those shoulder blade moves, you know? That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet I haven't thought about hacky sack in forever. I probably suck now. <laughs> oh, God. I just... I can't think of any of that shit I did as a kid that I'd be good. I don't want to see myself on a skateboard. I none of it. See, uh, hacky sack was like a hipster thing to do, and so like all the stoners did it at my school. Ah, uh, we see, go that's, outside, smoke cigarettes on lunch. And that that's where I, I feel old because hacky sack was was like just another thing skater kids did. So it was well, perfectly like the normal. Skater kids were the stoner. Like the anybody still skating was smoking weed. Oh uh, well, I mean. <laughs> When we were growing up, just everybody was smoking weed. It didn't matter what fucking clique you were in. So, well, I don't. I'm in like a small. I've been in small towns, so it's very uh, like you know, like what well, used to be. I guess I don't know about now. Jesus, I think about yeah. it now, and I see kids just smoking cigarettes. And the you're five. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I was a okay. suburban white kid who didn't smoke weed till I was 30. I don't know what any of y'all are talking about. Oh, I, got I got nothing to contribute to this I'm a suburban white kid, and I smoked weed a hell of a lot growing up. Yeah. I started no. smoking at 12, so, like, you you got to think about, you know, I, I was starting way young, and uh, yeah. I turned yep. out okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Don't smoke weed, kids. <laughs> <laughs> On to current events. On to current events. <laughs> on to bad things happening in Peru. Okay. Okay. Um, so basically, we talked last week that there was a coup, and it was ba- it was an extension. You know, Pedro Castillo has been pretty disappointing. And how much of that is electoralism doesn't work? How much of that is Pedro Castillo is not what he was made out to be? And how much of that was the soft coup that has basically been going on since the day he got into office? Well, That's soft all. Coup is a nice way to say electoralism doesn't work. In my opinion. yeah, pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, <laughs> realistically, all three are right. All three are right. Um. And and so yeah, <laughs> um, but regardless of that, that mounted into an explicit coup. So they had been trying to vote him. There's a weird thing left in the Constitution um, from uh, when uh, Fujimori, uh, whose daughter was running against Pedro Castillo, uh, made basically the fascist Constitution. And so there's a weird law. It's like 132 or 133 in their Constitution where um, Congress can remove the president and it's 
there's a vague line about for moral reasons. So basically, like just some right wing shitheads can be like they're not Christian enough and and yank them out. This awesome. Yeah, yeah, super fucking fascistic constitution. Uh, just but, arrest him. But conversely, like I guess the vote wasn't quite getting them out in spite of that, but they were clearly trying to. And so conversely, there's a section 134, the very next section or, or or two sections after whatever it is. There's a section where if they've tried twice to oust a president and they haven't, the president can. And, and the media calls it dissolving Congress because they want to make it seem like, oh, he's you know going Hitler, Chancellor, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but basically it was expunge Congress, shut it down, just like you know the U.S. Congress shuts down for the winter. So you just automatically shut it down and has they have three months to rerun elections for them. So it's just it's it's doing a new election, but they're not allowed to act in the meantime. Yeah, and, and they bring in a constituent assembly to oversee it, don't they? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, really fascistic um, um, constitution, but that that that's a a good um, that that was a good democratic point in it and castillo went to leverage that and whether the legality of that was fine or not that's all debatable that didn't even get debated they immediately just like arrested just him arrested the guy. just arrested him and, and pulled him out of office yeah so it was clearly like an overt coup um and of course with those coups unfortunately come like you know the reaction in into entrench their power uh with a bunch of terror and death and and inherently come some uprisings and you see mixed results. Sometimes all the uprisings in the world from truly, you know, um, justly structured countries can still not have the power when the, these coups are that powerful, a la, you know, the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Um, sometimes uh, these uprisings can be very powerful and bring the president right back into power. And then maybe hopefully Castillo would have a little more power to actually deliver on promises uh, kind of similar to what happened with Chavez, except Chavez was delivering for promises from day one. Um, usually it lands somewhere in between, but what's also possible is this sparking an actual uprising that puts the power in the hands of the people where it should have been in the first place. Well, and that's interesting to see right now is that you have like the military siding with the protesters. Mm, a lot mm. of people say that um, the police are acting at the will of the U.S. Embassy rather than at the will of like any government agent, um, or maybe they're acting at the will of a U.S. plane. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, the, the U.S. ambassador is is a CIA like a like used to oh, work for the CIA. It was like Pompeo's second in, in oh uh, my assistant God, I didn't or even something. Know that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I, I don't need to know. That's one of those situations where, like, yo, you don't need to know because yeah, it, it's it's details, but it's, it's details the US that are. The embassy has a CIA agent in it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Whoa, it's, whoa. It doesn't. It doesn't really change anything, but it is important to know. Um, so when they're ca- saying like you know the the police are taking commands from the U.S. embassy, that you know, it, yeah, it's, know. it's it's not much different either way. But it's directly like the CIA had this set up to go, and they're following commands. Well, like I'm I'm a believer in the deep state, in that the CIA. CIA is just another section of the state. And yeah, exactly. The deep state is the, the state. state. Yeah. You know, like the, the deep, deep state, state is not its own thing. It's just that's how it works. Mm-hmm. The deep state, <laughs> the deep state is both the state's like sanity check on itself to make sure it stays reactionary. And it's, you know, oh, the state in action might not be the best. Well, OK. OK. The insanity. Check. The insanity. Check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um <laughs> And then, uh, you know, it's, it's a check on itself and it's also, it's, it's, you know, clandestine enforcement arm. And other than that, it's 
I mean, it's just the state. It is a part of the state. The state created it. The state funds it. The state can stop at any time. The deep state is the state. The state's will across the world. Mm -hmm. So the the thing that actually it's, it's project is separate from electoral politics, mostly, mm -hmm. which is when it wants to influence electoral politics, say with HW. Yeah. (laughs) Or, or, well, you mean W with the hanging Chad shit. That was no, a coup, no, by I, the way. I mean, H.W. No, like H. Oh, he was, was yeah, CIA. he was head of the CIA. I gotcha. Yeah, he was, the, he was totally not, he was totally, no, not just before. He was totally not the director of CIA while he was vice president, except that, like, oh, no. nobody was actually officially promoted to that. The vice director just kind of acted. Yeah, no, that was H.W. No, he, he wasn't yeah. the original Cheney. There's not a reason why Cheney and Bush are friends. Yeah, no, 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 not, no, not, not, not Um, But yeah, anyway... Yeah. George W. just thought Cheney was a real cool guy. That's why yeah. friends. Yeah. Dick Cheney yeah. just oozes charisma. Yes. But beyond. I don't know. You shoot a guy in the face to get him to apologize to you. That's, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He oozes That's something. But, but outside of like the broad picture of these are all the same thing and in and, and harder terms that are important. The U.S. is being even more than usual explicitly run by the CIA during a coup. And yeah, so I, I very much believe the police are, are taking commands straight from the U.S. Embassy. Um, and so the people are uprising and that can go a lot of directions. So at some point it's, it's, you know, re- it's obvious news. You get a coup, you're going to have uprisings and you're going to have suppression. And that, that happens. It's tragic news because people are dying. These uprisings have, you know, we want revolution, but we want revolution because there is something bad happening. And in the process of revolution, usually there is a spike in casualties as you push back because the other side is not going to, you know, the, the masters have power and they don't want to give it away freely. There's a reason blood has to be shed or we would do all revolutions peacefully. And unfortunately, that means like there's a spike in our bloodshed because they are deadly reactionaries that don't care about us. So this is like, you know, when we're arm sharing from here, mm-hmm. we got to remember that these people need to be economic with their lives. We don't know, really know how many people there are to spare. You know, mm-hmm. so dying should be the last goal. You know, yes. <laughs> it's yeah. just like uh, he, everybody, I strongly recommend read Decolonial Marxism. But one of the principles that was adopted by them in their people revol- uh, people's war, you know, was to be economic with people's lives. Don't, you know, treat them as pawns necessarily. So I think like with this kind of conversation, it's important to highlight that kind of mentality. Otherwise you get people thinking that's like Sid Meier's Civ 6 fuck it, or Civ 5, whatever. Fuck yeah. Like, woohoo, we're going to be the winners or something. So, yeah. Well, you know, all we have to do is, you know, be the partisans that make a free city. That's how it works. And yeah. It's admire. Yeah. It's yeah. And thing. it's, it's all not. This is revolt hard. And it's like, well, you know, you can, but you've got to have a plan of action. Yeah. So th- this is not just real life. This is life and death. And so whenever this happens, again, there's stuff that's just, I mean, obviously going to happen. It happens every coup. There's stuff that's good and there is a real chance at at something forward with the revolution here. But we have to also realize that just because we see these uprisings and things are, are going like momentum wise in a very revo- revolutionary way, we don't know if that will come to fruition or not. History is always being written in real time. But all of that the whole point of that revolution, people want the revolution. People people don't have revolution because, you know, eh, it'd be nice to be cool. This idea is right. 
people do it because they don't want to die. It is for survival. It is for uh, the betterment of, of life. And that means life quality. And that means not dying. And in the process, people are dying. And the last count is it's at least seven have, have tragically been killed by the state. It was the last number I saw confirmed. Eight, eight. So yeah. So I, I mean, we have to Keshawan. remember that. Ketchuan, I forgot. Cause news. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I really uh, that that's a great source, by the way. I, I use quite a bit. I, I confuse too many language rules. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, who pronounces C's like what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I myself. Oh, I don't even know if I pronounced it right. I just know you were like yeah. mixing up the 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 S and the CH, and I was getting them in the right order for you. Well, my pronunciation. I like, I probably pronounced it wrong. An S by itself in my language is yeah. a sh- sh- so I'm yeah. fuck. I don't yeah. fucking know. I, so it's. As I'm it's, not the person to ask. I'm sorry. I barely <laughs> speak English. So. <laughs> so so for syllable ordering, it's Kasachin News. It's K-A-W-S-A-C-H-U-N. Um, as far as a gr- source, it's great. As far as how to pronounce that, I don't fucking know. I was just trying to make consonants not get mixed up. Please so. reach out to me, and I'll be glad to have you on Chunkaluta for the new year. There and, we uh, go. There we go. Um, if you're from the area, I'm really trying to make connections there. So and that this would be an important time, you know. Well, yeah, I'm talking to people in Peru. The the thing is, is who has time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of going yeah. off right now. Yeah, <laughs> but also off. I think I think Kasetchen's based in Bolivia, which is I mean mm-hmm. right there, but it's also you know a good place to be making connections right now. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, so we need to we need to to keep our eye out. We need to support it as much as possible. We need to push back against you know the coup lies that that uh, um, Castillo was just taking over as a dictator and he was overthrown by in the name of democracy. Um, and we need to hope the best for, for the people and support them in any way we can, because there are people dying um, because of a, a brutal, bloody coup by the U S um, and you know, one great way we could help is to have a revolution ourselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's no, there's <laughs> no deep state without the state. There's no state. If we overturn it, like if you're like, man, what can I, what can I do? Start organizing, like <laughs> base building and cadre mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. connecting Every- with the workers in your area to try to figure out what you can fight against. Usually, like energy monopoly and water monopoly are a great place to begin conversations mm-hmm. with your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you, at least in Michigan, we get ripped the fuck off. Uh, Holy oh. shit! And let's remember again, great great direct link um to what's going on energy monopolies and and water monopolies are part of the military industrial complex so you don't have like the iraq war for oil if energy companies weren't part of the mic like we we have to understand what monopolies are are real kingpins and we think of it as weapons manufacturers etc and we should but it's it's also well you look into the suez canal right yeah and then you find out about bolivia's water wars and then Same same owners. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the monopoly in Bolivia on water was the Suez Canal Group. So Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. And also in, in related news, since we are talking about uh, bloodshed and perspectives that are not taken up, uh, continuing, there is no coverage in Haiti because, you know, that would not be good for the U.S. Um, people are rising up and the U.S. is uh, suppressing and backing other violent groups to suppress the protests and the people's will, all to uphold a government that through, I think it's four different presidents since uh, the, because it was, it was 
three elections than assassinations. I think it's four presidents since the 2004 coup that are all just U.S. puppets. And, and this includes, you know, mass suppression and impoverishment of the people of Haiti. Well, then also, you know, still recovering from the earthquake. Yes, still recovering <laughs> from the earthquake that the U.S., you know, used to to carry out the coup, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's sort of like Puerto Rico, you know, they gave all this money to them and then the government just put a bunch of water in warehouses and forgot about it. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Seems helpful. Super helpful. Great use of our money. Anyway, yeah. uh, let's go on so to with, the book. I was about to say, let's move on to the reading for the week. We are jumping in with big, bold text into part two, heal our bodies, reinvest in our common humanity. Uh, that starts on page 74 with the introduction. Often in indigenous knowledge, we see humans are the youngest species. Because of this, we rely on our older non-human relatives to guide us and give us structure on how to live in a good way. From the plants, rocks, animals, and hydrothermal vents on the sea floor to the arid mountains of colonial Chile, there are countless communities found throughout the earth, not all of them human. And there are countless relationships that have been gifted to and cared for between these communities. One thing I'd like to insert here, because, you know, this is like touching on, like, I think they could have gotten more in depth from the indigenous perspective of things. And I think you could have, if you had somebody more connected to Lakota, like Lakota knowledge than like Nick. Um, And so basically, you know, first, I do like that they include the hydrothermal vents. That's one that most people don't consider as communities of other than human life and, you know, probably close to the origin of life. Right. Um, But to me, um, humans themselves aren't one being or many beings and, you know, like colonies of germs and shit making up all of us. I mean, our brain is, it's a whole fucking thing. (laughs) White blood cells and red blood cells, like everybody describes them like they're like little soldiers with their own mind. Our heart, I don't control my heartbeat or my breath. That just happens. You know, like there's a lot of things that I do not control. It's just a thing because I am not my own person. I am a community myself. We are an ecosystem ourselves. Even our stomachs are made up of many different communities meant to do a variety of things. And a lot of times people end up killing those bacteria uh, because of, you know, uh, modern science telling you that that's what needs bacteria. Bacteria is all bad, but it's, it's not all bad. Like there's nuance to be had. And like, um, especially with like ulcers, uh, those are bacteria caused. A lot of people have a misconception that they're stress caused and stuff like that. But a lot of times it's bacteria and stress is sort of the catalyst to influence that bacteria to tear you apart, basically. But um, antibiotics help with a flare-up of ulcers. I'm getting antibiotics every time my ulcers flare up because my doctors and I believe in the science that is coming out proving that. Antibiotics will kill the germs in your stomach. Probiotics oh. influence them. Yeah, okay. So I... Uh, uh, Fucking, I get the antibiotics when I have ulcers because it kills the germs that are tearing my shit up. Otherwise, I try to just take probiotics every day. Gotcha. So, like, I I drink, well, I brew my own kombucha when I have the money to. 
because yeah. that's super good for you. And then ginger, that's another great one. Oh, ginger's um, wonderful. Eating the skin on your vegetables with less cleaning, like, you know, instead of getting like super, you know, you risk it a bit and you try to be conscious of who you're feeding that to. So you don't feed a baby skin on potatoes because you don't know what germs are still lingering on that if you're doing that kind of method of, you know, just introducing germs to yourself because you want to have some sort of immune system. You know, and uh, it, when you live here, you end up stuck in your house way longer than you want to be. So it's a lot of like vitamin D supplements and shit like that, just because you get snowed in. <laughs> so I was just, you know, like it's really complicated to explain, but you got to do a lot to actually have a healthy you know, environment. You know, you are an ecosystem. So you got to think about that. Like you have your own little microorganisms living in you that need their own, you know, certain nutrients and shit. If you want to have a healthy body instead of just killing all those off wholesale all the time. Like I, I know this person who's like a health nut. She's pissing blood. It's like, I don't think you're that healthy. I'm going to be honest. I don't seems, pee blood. Seems suboptimal. Seems suboptimal. But yeah, that's just something I wanted to add in because you, like uh, we we have this concept of the little ones, or um, uh, I couldn't think of the name right now, Chicago something. But um, basically, the idea is that there's little people, little little living things that change how you feel. And if you don't take care of them, they won't take care of you. Like. It's a pretty simple concept. That's the same reason why we take care of the animals we eat is so that they take care of us when we eat them. You know, you shouldn't destroy their environment and put a bunch of farms everywhere when beans grow plenty and turnips can be dug up anywhere. You know, like I, I was reading Ernie LaPointe's oral history. I think of sitting bull on Rev left radio. You should check it out. It's probably one of my best works. Um, for at least, you know, my early stuff, which is what we're in right now. I hope to have better works now that I've grown since then. But um, that I worked really hard on. And uh, City Bowl, was, they just stopped and he goes, all right, dig dig up some turnips. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> how do you mean? How can you, somebody tell me how he knows <laughs> How does anybody know? Because, <laughs> like, when you ask people today, not everybody knows about Lakota turnips. It's very sad, like, to hear that traditional people don't know about certain, you know, vegetation that was common. Um, because you go, wow, you are the closest we have to that period, yet I'm now coming to you with information that's been lost to you, you know. That's weird, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, continuing. Where were we? Continuing the reading. From this relationship with the earth, the sun, and days, we also see the relationship that we have with the cycles and patterns of our own bodies, the seasons of our flesh. It is from the plants and animals and the air and the water that we draw our patterns of organization for cultures and societies. Proof can be seen with... Uh, the species of bears down the west coast and the distribution of language. 
That is one Shwana. proof. Bears on the West Coast correlate to indigenous language groups. So well, all the way down the West Coast, the bear. And so in Lakota tradition, we say we came from the bear. So, you know, you can either interpret that as we think evolution, because we believe in evolution. We've always have. But you can either think we think we evolved from bears, which is a lot of, a lot of traditional people, you know, they, they can get kind of yoded. So you got to re on back in, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're open to new information, you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> sometimes it gets a little wild, like with Atlantis and stuff. Um, but because uh, like that stuff's all like leaning towards that. There is a lie happening in history and it's a lie of how indigenous peoples lived here before Columbus. Sure. That's what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, we get a bunch of conspiracy theories that more people and you're <laughs> not Israel. Anyway, fuck. I blame all of that on settler colonialism. Uh, sure. And I'm writing a book to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, freaking, uh, what was I saying? So, like, uh, you're talking about languages and bears along the West Coast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, when we say that our, our organization is determined by animals and stuff, yeah, 100%, because that's where we draw our life from. So, if you do not take care of those things, then you can't draw life from it. And so we had a very symbiotic relationship with Buffalo. And so our, our creation story goes, we come from the bears, the bears. Well, the ant people taught us how to live underground. Bears teach us how to come out of the cave, like how to like, you know, hibernate and stuff through winter in the cold times. So basically like, this is a story of how we survived the ice age in my interpretation, you know? And mm-hmm. so you'll either hear we came from wind cave or it's like 35 miles South. You know, there's a couple different caves that are probably all part of the same cave system theoretically. And one thing about wind cave is that there's constantly oxygen blowing through it. So it is ideal if you're trying to survive underground. And we know through uh, like Gobekli Tepe and stuff like that, that people went underground to survive the ice age. You know, that's how, our ancestors carried on was caves a lot of times. I mean, like it's an old joke that I remember in cartoons of the, you know, monkey that hides from the asteroid and then comes out. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I think even Futurama did a bit on that. with the robot <laughs> that, seems, that seems up their alley. Yeah. <laughs> I love Futurama, but um, uh, I don't know. Does that hold up still? <laughs> um, too much told up too well. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I if it doesn't, I'll be while. sad. I love Bender. I know. I almost. I feel like Bender definitely doesn't hold up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I must say, if there's one Angry thing about that show that would keep it from holding up, it's that. Well, aren't they doing? No. Anyway, off track. Um, but like you know, we we have you know we learn from animals how to do these things, and even in Greek legends, you have like stories of. Um, I think it's in the Argonaut that um, it talks about these ant soldiers. Well, maybe it's the Iliad. They talk about these ant soldiers that they operate in such unison. They might as well be an ant colony, you know? Uh, And they, in fact, the legend is, is that Zeus created them from ants and that they weren't even humans. They were actually ants turned into humans. And so that's an interesting oral tradition to come out of that era because the Iliad is an oral tradition as well Mm -hmm. that gets turned into a book 
you know? And so the idea that there's a Play-Doh or whatever is dumb because it's, it's a, it's a character, yeah. you know, that exists across time that people in their oral tradition ascribe their ancestors ideas to. So like, if you didn't know that you shouldn't, Read more books. I don't know. <laughs> I I strongly encourage book reading way over YouTube videos because yeah, I mean like nobody's yeah, giving but, this much context and but I, like I'm we're on the first page of this yeah episode, so. yeah, but I I will say that that I did stumble I think across I did stumble across a fun YouTube video because I I, I knew about the Plato thing from book reading, but I yeah. didn't realize <laughs> there was a rumor of like Plato not only being specifically one person but a girl that they had identified. <laughs> And there was a historian oh, debunking that. I love that. And there, there was a historian debunking that, and I ran into that that YouTube video. So that was kind of fun. So look after that. Old man with one eye that lives in a cave is another one I've heard. Oh, jeez, <laughs> some crazy stuff. Or well, when you start looking into the Atlantis stuff, they're like, "Well, how could he have been wrong? He was he was operating on a lunar cycle. <laughs> it has another five hundred years." Yeah. What that is was happening like all, right now? <laughs> that, that same shit happens with all of the, uh, like I, I, I don't, I don't want to single them out. I think Seventh Day Adventists had this happen, oh, but it was yes. a lot of the revivalists uh, yes. back. The, the Doomsday kind of preachers would would oh. come up with a Doomsday, and then it would hit, and then it'd be like, "Oh, we found the secret passage that says it was actually you have to carry another zero. It's coming." And instead of punting, the thing that always was humorous to me when I was researching those is that instead of punting it to like a hundred years from now where you could keep the, the con going forever, they punted it to like two months. And it's like, come on, man, the same things, you know, you know, you're full of shit. What are you doing? Come on. No, but you got to think, did they, did they, did they get lost in their own sauce? You know? Oh, did they, did they become the true <laughs> believer? Yeah. You know, like the most effective salesman is somebody who actually believes in the product. Yeah. I that, mean, no, it could, you're, you very well could be. I, I I take everything at a very cynical level where I just assume it's a grift and work my way backwards. Well, I mean, it, but what is a grift? <laughs> Our the American oh God. society, the American dream, fundamentally to me in folklore and how people live their lives in my presence, at least, is to grift. I, yeah. I swear to fucking God. Yes, I, it is very disappointing and sad. And back to the reading, our bodies operate in tandem and in balance with the natural world. This acknowledgement of respect for and dedication to the life of things, their rhythm and organization, is how we heal our bodies. This basic assertion, assertion, holy crap, this basic assertion has always been the root of indigenous struggles for indigenous struggles for life, and it will be the path towards liberation once again. So to me, this just makes me think of Matahe Oyasin, which I feel like I've mentioned a hundred thousand times and will mention again and again, which is always related, always connected. It's a sacred hoop called Congresia Waha. You know, then the sacred hoop is dialectics in my opinion. You know, that's how I interpret it. Um, and this respect, as soon as we add it to our analysis, you know, will actually complete what Marx was actually trying to build. So that way, fucking, we don't murder the planet 
you know that's yeah a nice goal it's it's a nice it's a nice thing to set i think we should strive for it moving on but today as we have been for hundreds of years indigenous people are profoundly unfree we are under constant attack by capitalism Whereas our culture is based on regeneration, capitalism is based on death and seeks to kill all that gives life. Capitalism is an infection that has forced ourselves to adapt to its hoarded wealth, quartering of the earth, and mass depletion of resources. Our lives have been made into numbers and statistics, debt packages, experiments, and commodities. Since the arrival of Europeans, indigenous nations have struggled fiercely against the project of capitalism. Ours has been a struggle for life, yet we are constantly delegitimized by policies and reforms that refuse to address the root cause of the infection causing us to suffer. And even now we see settlers' attempts to refute Lambeck, or more accurately, uh, to dismiss it based in percentages of blood, you know, land, and population, while assuming uh, us... Uh, well, assuming... While accusing, sorry, us of blood and soil rhetoric. Meanwhile, land back means bringing the land back to health. So we and our communities, including yours, <laughs> can be healthy. To, due to the interconnected nature of the dialectical reality, we cannot struggle for land back alone. In the U.S., we, uh, in the U.S., same with Canada. Um, we also cannot think in such small boxes. It is up to the settler to learn. The indigenous must teach an ever thankless task. Uh, and this is why I do what I do and, and try to clarify the confusion and anxiety of settlers, basically. Uh, that's how I see a lot of my role is just helping people understand what they don't. Yeah. Uh, so they're less anxious. Uh, because a lot of it is built in like reverse annihilation theory and stuff. We've been over that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I'm also hopefully providing an advanced Marxist analysis and more measured approach uh, to teaching Lumpen. And a lot of Lumpen tend to agree with my analysis on indigenous people and how we've been mistreated and how we need help. And we need extra help compared to most people because of, you know, uh, uh, unequal de- uh, how is unequal development i forget what it's called um no that sounds right it unequal development yeah unequal yeah, development like yeah that. no that's that that did sure. hit ring true <laughs> anyway so like indigenous communities are still in third world conditions compared to the rest of the country and now the rest of the country is starting to fall into our conditions and they're like help us and we're like well so we've been waiting 40 years to get help um, could we get help? Maybe yeah. a little bit. You got a lot of our money tied up in your buildings and stuff. Some of our bones too. Mm-hmm. Maybe clean water. Thanks. Continue. Capitalism creates and accumulates wealth based on speculation or making profit based on changes in the value of goods on the market and searches constantly for new frontiers of value. I underlined that one. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty... New frontiers of value. New frontiers of value. And that's that's what it always is, and that's what we discussed in depth in... in Well, that's why they want to colonize Mars. Yeah. It's 
colonizing yeah. they want yeah it's the same with the, they want it, it's the same reason there's a new race to the moon they think there's resource they think there's something there that can be mined or something there that can be extracted that's well the this reason. is the solution to colonialism the, nobody's yeah. there on the moon you know it's yeah mad to strip the moon of resources surely and it's like well maybe not but like how do you like, get stuff there <laughs> yeah like the, you know like it's cost a lot of like money. Uh, I'm fucking rockets like pollute. Yeah. Pollute. Mm. I couldn't eat shrimp when I was in Florida. Very sadly. Like I just like to eat like regional things in season because I like to enjoy the area I'm in. I couldn't have shrimp because the fucking uh, billionaire space race happened Mm -hmm. in Florida and poisoned all the fucking shrimp. Jesus. Oh, good. I was like, uh, I did not like an algae bloom. I was. I did not realize the Bezos dick rocket had killed a bunch of shrimp. That is fucking. It didn't kill them. It, it, it like poisoned them, so that way, if yeah. you ate them, oh. you'd get sick. That is still they're, awful because that's robbing food away from people. Yeah. Well, shrimp are champs. You see, they're like cockroaches of the sea. <laughs> They'll ah, survive. Yeah. So we gave a bunch of food, but it was the kind that made them not yeah. be able to be our food. Yeah, we, exactly. we created so a bunch of we created a bunch of of evol- uh, we we sped up evolution. Now shrimp have created poison, so they can't be eaten. <laughs> well, there are We're toying with organ- nature. There's organisms that have developed that are eating microplastics. Oh yeah, jeez, so that's terrifyingly fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Life, I don't know if I think that's uh, good or away. bad, but I think that. <laughs> The necessity of it is horrific, you know. Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, like yeah. the the foundational impact we've had on Earth isn't anything. Like nobody's gonna remember us for much more than all the cigarette filters and plastic and PFL, P, PF, PFS, PFAS. Sorry, yeah, Jesus, PFAS chemicals. I was yeah, gonna say PFLS, and then I'll <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, that's gonna be our fucking legacy to whoever digs us up in the future you know there's going to be just a layer where everybody smoked cigarettes and those are still <laughs> decomposing yep capitalism creates and accumulates wealth based on speculation or making profits based on changes in the value of goods on the market and searches constantly for new frontiers of value under neoliberalism capitalism has turned our well-being and our suffering into a marketplace where human life is sold, commodified, traded, and consumed. Neoliberal capitalism financializes everything, turning all aspects of life and death into cascading horizons for exploitation and profit in the interest of the ruling class, including the unexpected windfall that COVID-19 has provided for the uber-wealthy, like Jeff Bezos <laughs> and Elon Musk. Well, and that's like the – like uh, I think we mentioned uh, the insulin company. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pfizer. No, no, uh, no. Eli Lilly. No. Yeah, Eli. yeah, Eli Lilly. Eli Lilly. Uh, and um, they, uh, their profits have been so high for so long now that that huge drop they had meant nothing. Mm-hmm. It meant nothing. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, no, none of this. Meant nothing. None of this. That That is something that's worth – that's not going to actually make a blip on any of these. If you think that, like, I owned them on Twitter and therefore they'll actually <laughs> lose money – 
We're making revolution through Twitter. No, no, guys. That no, you don't understand how institutional Elon is wealth taking works. other people's stocks now. He's so toxic at business and so yeah. bad at it. He's taking other people's stocks. Well, and again, there is bravo. there is actual financial ramifications from this, like the like Tesla's stock go, being down fifty. But Tesla is asking for a new CEO. Yeah, I mean, yeah. their largest shareholders. And then he are just posted out. on Twitter, "Should I step down from Twitter?" <laughs> Which we all fucking know he, he's not he won't do. To. No, 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 no. You, I, I, I'm fully convinced that you only ask that question if you already know the answer, and the answer is yes. If he well, already no, was planning, he would, on... all, he would agree to whatever the poll said. Yeah, so which means he knows he's got a no, poll. Yeah, maybe he'll stay. Make him stay. In, yeah, make him stay in and do it, even if he doesn't want. He's to. really the Stalin of our time, if you think about it. I'm oh God, say, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. I'll you guys read. I'm gonna go for a walk. Fuck. No. Okay. No. I'll go against the wall now. No. We're and 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 with that, we have reached the end of the reading <laughs> yes. for this week. We are ending. If you thought we were not ending on that joke, you are absolutely wrong. That was. Brilliant. Oh my god. Showstopper right there. That is uh. a closer right there, and I know how to fucking time things. We're closing on that. Um, Pain. That, that being said, thank you all for listening. This has been Mark's Madness Pod. We read books. In terms of ways you can reach out to us, there are a number of ways you can reach out on the Mark's Madness side of this collaboration, uh, and that is through email, marksmadnesspod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Mark's Madness Pod. Uh, in our Twitter bio is a link to our Discord server, which, based on the new rules that went into effect today, I don't fucking know if that's going to get us banned. And if it does, yeah, just email us. I don't question. fucking know. Because um, he but, specifically mentioned Facebook and like Mastodon, but I don't. Yeah, know. he didn't mention Discord specifically. That seems it seems like a loophole. I think we got it on a technicality. Huh? You know, like you've had it forever. There should be like it's always been there. Yeah, it's just a new TOS. But it, so who fucking knows? No one gives a shit. We're flying under the. We're flying so so low to the ground. We're under their radar. They can't see us. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, you're like pretty much the reason why. The, well, you and Proles are the reason everybody talks about Harry Haywood. That I I still will challenge that assertion because it makes me no, feel I like mean, I have a I weird would... amount of power. I don't want to wield. That, well, I mean, I mean, I certainly hope we're doing something, but the discourse works. Yeah, yeah. that's just how <laughs> yeah. it works on Twitter. You know, like I mean, yeah. on Twitter, I don't know about elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the real world, is anyone actually talking? I hope yes. Uh, no, I've seen the Black not. Bolshevik episode. When numbers, I say Mark's Madness, everybody laughs. They're like, "Do they do sports?" I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally, we talk about hockey. Occasionally, we talk about hockey. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, that's great. I love how. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, on my side of things, wait, is it my turn? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. That, that's what I was about to say. Our link to our Discord is in uh, in our Twitter bio, and Discord's a great place. You should come join us, hang out, and for Shimani 2's plugs, I will kick it to Shimani too. Hi, yeah, you can reach out to me at Aunt Banton's Island, which is my personal Twitter, of course, and then you could reach out at at Chuholuta1973 which is the cadre I'm forming's Twitter page. Um, it's mostly for the podcast portion of things. I don't really want to post a lot of organizing things on social media. I think that's stupid. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the big thing I want to plug is uh, my friend, uh, the indigenous nightmare who will be working with the Chunkaluta project uh, is a 
Black Alone from the Bay Area that um, was working for Amazon and just got fired for taking too many sick days. That's three days. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Jesus. And uh, and that's COVID, too. Like, we're not even talking actual fucking, like, anyway. Like, I mean, like, COVID's different, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it should be still, especially if you're still in California. Like everybody, I, oh, they're like Hitler with everything. I'm like fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, rent there is stupidly expensive, and now they don't know how they're gonna pay for things, and so they need nineteen hundred dollars by the first uh, to pay their fucking rent. I'm just like Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Like. And that's your portion, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm guessing you're not in an apartment, huh? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they need help so they don't get evicted from that place, which I don't think they should be, and I think that's understandable why. Uh, so um, you can uh, go to my Twitter and go to the pinned tweet, and you'll see. Otherwise, uh, it, it's at uh, Aloni9Gen generation um so so, yeah check that out um all right absolutely and for david's third of the disclaimer uh i kick it to david (laughs) for whatever he chooses yeah yeah choose your own adventure i'm I'm off the rails we're picking page 63 i don't fucking know Uh, so anyway um no something you know i guess i just I, I, I've been finding something to touch on, uh, basically, because, you know, without the, the action, the theory means nothing. You know, praxis is the theory in action. doesn't exist without the theory, but why do the theory if you're not doing the praxis, right? Um, so this is just a good reminder that, that we brought up earlier. You know, internationalism is vital. Part of internationalism is – you know, revolutionary defeatism. And the point of revolutionary defeatism is defeat of the state. We turn over the state, we stop all of the international shit. So uh, make sure, you know, anytime you see anyone struggling, right? Anyone struggling around you and you know the the reasons are, are capitalism, build that base, right? Fight it, take this shit down, okay? We're not doing this for no reason. We, we said, hopefully we did doing something here. You know, if we weren't doing something, I don't know why we do this. But this, you know, the revolution is not just going to happen because you're listening to us. It's going to happen because you're out there doing actions and organizing. Um, So just go fucking do it. This is how I see podcasts. This is my contribution to the disclaimer, right? Is that if you're like in a rural area and you're like, how do I get started? This is a great way to have an in-depth discussion. Whereas YouTube tends to be a limited hangout that... Um, might be able to teach you some fundamental concepts, but without discussing those with comrades in different material conditions than you, because the U.S. is vast. It's a oh, very yeah. big place. Michigan itself, I would separate into five distinct regions. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not even including the reservations as their own thing. So, <laughs> yeah. It's a very complicated beast and the reason it's like that is it's the blueprint of a purely capitalist system and um you know like europe has better stuff than us because you know they had monarchs 
to fight against. And so they, they want some bigger things earlier on. And so they, they, you know, they have a worse history to compete with from a white perspective, but over here, white people get to go Terrace Nullis, man. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Nobody was here, you know? And then uh, I remember pearls. I think one of the things that drew me to pearls of the round table was that Ethan had said, you know, taking archeology span classes, I realized people were everywhere. You know, and that white people just don't understand how the land was being used. You know, it's the same way, like the Amazon represented one of the largest man-made structures on Earth. If you consider how it was man-made, that it was a permaculture project that combined with natural um, principles. So you have uh, this principle where you want to grow part of your food in the jungle to create new genetic variety. And that's why we had a million of everything. You know, there's a million different of one, like the Lakota are seven different groups. And even then there's some secret ones. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot under, like, I cannot overstress how complicated things are and how little you know. And the more I learn, the more I realize I'm a fucking idiot, you know, like, holy shit. If you think you know enough, you don't. I'm sorry. I just don't think you do. I don't think anybody does. Wow. What a humble position. I don't know. Like I just, you know, I know when I'm smarter than somebody, I'll say that, you know, I think the Pat Socha's really play into David said in the disclaimer, um, Oh, what was it? It was a very specific thing you said that made me think of something the Pat Socha's say so often, but I can't, can't recall it. But anyway, you know, most of us are smarter than the Pat Socha's if you're listening to this. No offense, Pat Socha's, but offense. <laughs> I don't think any Pat Socha's listening to this. Series. I don't know. Uh, they wouldn't have, my... <laughs> you're, you're doing it wrong if you are listening to this. But Yeah, um, I, yeah. I could see the Pat Socha's not liking my disclaimer because it's, it's talking about revolutionary defeatism. And, and if you take <laughs> down the nation, you take down the international troubles. And they, they pretend to be internationalists and then want to be patriotic. Well, yeah, that's what – that's what it was. And so, like, thinking about that, a lot of people were like, calling the colonial contradiction the primary contradiction is wrong. And it's like, depends on the context. If you're talking globally, yes. Because places like China have overcome colonialism. Places like Africa have entered the neocolonial period. When you look at America, or, I mean, even as I've been studying Scotland more, the Highland question, you know, or Ireland, there's these interesting aspects of what colonization looks like and when does it end? Because certainly occupation would indicate that the original colonization hasn't ended in my opinion. So when does the neocolonial period begin? You know, and, and, where is that? Because dis- the Scottish don't really see a distinction between Highland and that. But to me, it seems like a, a need for a fourth world distinguishment almost, uh, because that's where you really do see colonial oppression, as I as a lot of Scottish people come to claim. But the question is, is all Scottish people Highlanders? You know, that'd be like that. 
almost like all of Mexico claiming to be indigenous while meanwhile, meanwhile, you know, Mexicans are super racist to indigenous people in their countries. So. We've all turned into Frida Kahlo in this discussion. Oh my God. No. <laughs> but, I mean, Frida Kahlo is an interesting conversation, whether yeah. or not she's appropriating indigenous culture or not. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think there's uh, a lot of uh, Yoan people that are too damn happy. Or what was, what was, was it Machika? I think Machika were, got more stolen from them than, than anyone else. Well, the, it's indigenous, uh, the, the, uh, project in general. Yeah. In Mexico really is just a, a project of eugenic race shifting. Right. But that's a whole nother conversation. You should check out decolonized Buffalo has a bunch of resources on Instagram. I think <laughs> I don't use Instagram. <laughs> what the fuck? dude? <laughs> Oh, put it put it on the internet. People will read it. And it's like, dude, I have never once read your shit because it's all on Instagram. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. Delivering I, theory via Snapchat. Let's go. <laughs> it's like the TikTok shit. It's like I'm in like this comrade group chat on Twitter with like a bunch of like Twitter famous c- communists. One of them is a TikToker, and I'm just like, how do why what is TikTok? <laughs> I'm about to start TikTok for the garden. That's what I'm going to do TikTok for. I'm like, ah, this is how you do gardening. <laughs> I don't know. And next anyway. week, we're going to learn what the hell TikTok is. But for now, we're going to talk to you all next week. This has been Mark's Madness Pod. We read books. My name is Nathan. My name is David. My name is Shimani, too. They're talking about banning TikTok if you didn't hear me. Oh. Oh yeah! Oh my God, that could have been a current event. Yeah, they're talking about band TikTok was originally. By the way, Douyin is the Chinese company. Uh, TikTok was originally like a Chinese launched social media app, but it goes well there. It gets pretty toxic over here. Yeah, it's running it through. What wasn't it like musically in China though? Oh God, something like that. I don't know, but it was supposed to be this massive propaganda app. Oh my God! So the U.S. like had an American company take it over and steal the profits. Clearly, this wasn't for propaganda. It was just for like to help a corporation. But you know, pretend. Oh my God, it's to stuff the Chinese propaganda. CIA front. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, now apparently that's too much. I guess you know there's some problem. So they're getting they they're like putting it through Congress to shut it down. I believe it's only for federal employees, if I read it correctly. Oh, okay. I think it's like shutting down TikTok for federal employees is what it is. Well, I think that's what the debate is over. I think probably the Republicans are like, because where I heard it from was Alex Jones. And I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. What's the reality? And I just sort of like was like, I skimmed it and I was like, okay, so. Yeah, so I. I usually try to keep up on these new new bills, but obviously it's I'm TikTok. I yeah. First off, it's TikTok, and secondly, I, I didn't research this one, so I was not prepared for it. Hence, me not even thinking of it with the Nathan current is events. Over here, providing two pieces of information, at least one made it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! We will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Oh, sure.